This is Meditations for Misfits, and I'm Fred Gruy. In many years as a hospice chaplain, I've seen firsthand the enormous pain unforgiveness wreaks at the end of life. Simply put, folks holding on to deep-seated resentments require a lot more analgesics. Those are big-time painkillers as they're dying. A lot more, and it never really seems to alleviate the suffering. I've come to learn that the ability to forgive oneself and others is one of the surest markers in dying a peaceful death. So the question begs, how do we forgive what feels like the unforgivable? Now, I can't presume to definitively answer that painfully soul-searching question, but I can say in over 40 years of ministry and praying with literally thousands of folks in search of giving and receiving forgiveness, I have learned some insights from these deeply personal and emotional experiences. The first thing to be acknowledged is that we can never really truly know the depth of another person's soul injury or quite possibly even the depth of our own for that matter. I remember praying one time with a young black woman who told me the two great sources of pain in her life were a husband who had cheated on her by sleeping with her best friend and a memory of some middle school classmates teasing her because she was black. Now, before praying, I assumed that forgiving the husband would be a much more difficult task. I was wrong. Another young woman shared with me how traumatic it had been when, as a child, after coming home from a tonsillectomy surgery, she'd been brushing her teeth and saw some blood. Believing she was bleeding to death, she ran to her mother for comfort, and her mom just blew her off, saying, Here, help me finish the dishes. Now, to me, this seemed like a minor incident, but it was not for this young woman. So because we can't measure the depth of pain for a soul injury, there's really no one approach or prescription for forgiving. But there are, however, some ingredients that we can apply to help soothe and and offer healing. I've learned that forgiving ourselves and others is best done in a place of relative safety both physically and emotionally. You you can't rush it. If you're still in an emotionally raw place of hurt, you simply just can't do the right thing and grind your way through it. There are no bypasses on the road to authentic soul healing. The depth of forgiveness, both given and received, is often much more profound when we're in a secure and balanced state of mind. And this means being physically safe, relatively free from economic stress and emotionally supported by loved ones. From this solid soul ground, the heroic task of forgiveness can best be initiated. Another consideration is what some Buddhists refer to as dependent origination. Now, this simply means that every event originates from causes and conditions, and considering the implications of this requires a more impersonal perspective. For example, if someone hurt you or withheld something from you, this perspective asks you to consider that the other person hurting you was wounded themselves, that possibly their action was the result of their deep woundedness and not necessarily as a personal attack on you. Often people treat others as they treat themselves. 
Now, it's from this place, this broader, more impersonal perspective that we can actually begin to forgive. Being emotionally connected to the event, having a broader perspective of all that was going on at the time and the truthful conditions surrounding event. Here in this vulnerable moment, being able to forgive, and I would suggest even inviting God to forgive, the other or yourself can be quite liberating. I've not only seen this with my own eyes, I've experienced it. Now, within the Christian tradition, there's a rich history of, of going to a priest or minister, a, a sister or a brother, a trusted friend, and doing this verbally. The biblical foundation for this kind of intervention is found in James 5.16 in the New Testament, where it says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other, so that you may be healed. Now, I know from experience that there's something incredibly liberating in having another human being here, what's most shameful or painful in my life, praying with me, looking me in the eye and telling me I'm forgiven. It's a really incredibly beautiful sacramental ministry. Now, depending on how deep the wound is, this kind of practice may take a period of time and, and can even go through several stages. But the emotional intensity should decrease during each session. Also, you might consider asking for professional guidance if this kind of prayer and reflection becomes emotionally overwhelming. There are just some places that are too scary to go alone. So how do you know when forgiveness is complete, when it's over? Well, many people feel a sense of peace and freedom, like an emotional boil has been lanced. But whether you feel anything in the moment or not, you know if you see the person's name who was involved in the event or you hear their voice or see a picture or see the place where it took place and none of the old emotions erupt of those emotions of shame and fear. If they don't come up, then you're on a path of healing. Now, so, some final words. Forgiveness, I think, is about getting free. It's not about forgetting Having done the kind of things I've suggested, it would not be wise or skillful to place yourself back into a harmful situation or relationship. You still remember what happened. It, it just doesn't hurt anymore. I have a scar on my left index finger. When I was in college studying theater, I, I had a class in scenery building, and one day I was cutting some wood with a power saw, and just then an attractive actress walked by in a tight leotard and being distracted by the sight, I pulled the power saw across my finger. Part of my finger was gone, blood spurting out, and I can tell you it's, it's not a great way to meet girls. But years later, I still have the scar. I remember the event, but there's no pain now when I, when I rub my finger there. Forgiveness isn't about forgetting. It's about getting free from the pain. And finally, I can say with a certain degree of certainty, the most often, the hardest person we end up having to forgive is ourselves. It's one thing to believe that, that God forgives us. It's quite another to actually forgive ourselves. It's only when we have truly forgiven ourselves that we will discover peace. Forgiving ourselves is, in fact, the actualization of the belief that God has forgiven us. A friend of mine used to say, 
Hurt people hurt people. Free people free people. My prayer this week is that you will be the latter. Thanks again for allowing me into your world for these few moments on your journey this week. In conclusion for this podcast, I'd like to share with you a a Jewish prayer uh, translated for me by my friend Rabbi Joshua Bodinger. It's called the Vidui, and this is a traditional Jewish prayer of confession that's often used in preparation for Yom Kippur, which is the Jewish Day of Atonement, and it's also used when one is approaching death. It goes like this. In the spirit and tradition of my fathers and mothers, I offer this prayer. Please forgive me for that which I need forgiveness for, for that which may still be heavy on my heart. For the give, forgive me for the ways that I've missed the mark throughout my lifetime. Forgive me for the times I've caused others pain. I did the best I could. And please forgive those who've caused me pain. Forgive those who hurt me intentionally or unintentionally. May there be forgiveness and release. May it be possible now to experience a full healing and opening and allowing a great compassion for myself and for others. I acknowledge before my ancestors and the great mystery I stand before that my life and death are out of my hands. May I be sheltered in the shadow of great wings. May I be protected and guarded on this next journey as I've been protected and guarded on the journeys that have brought me to this point. Protect my dear loved ones with whose souls my soul is bound. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one.